You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 39. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Do you have a hard time filling up your schedule with qualified prospects? (laughs) You prospect sporadically at best and occasionally set an appointment, but you never really leverage your time and your energy to have a full calendar. Does that sound like you? Well, if so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a process for getting in front of their target market, much less a room full of their target market, and they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really understood the art of leveraging their prospecting efforts by having a well-thought-out seminar prospecting process. So what do you do? (laughs) You really have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn the art of speaking your way to success. That's what we're going to talk about today, speaking your way to success. So if you're ready to learn a step-by-step system for leveraging your time, energy, and prospecting efforts, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn the art of speaking your way to success? Because in this post-COVID-19 world, few people are doing seminars, and you want to be one of the smart ones that's leveraging your time, your energy, and your prospecting efforts to get in front of as many people who are your target market as you can. (laughs) And it's all about systems. Let me tell you a quick story so you understand what I mean. Years ago, I had this client, and they were doing seminars once a month, but they did one simple thing that nobody else was doing, and they had a process for getting the people that were in that room that they were doing the seminar with to sign up for an appointment before they left the seminar. In fact, it was so successful that 90% of the people that were in that room signed up for an appointment, and it was the main way that they prospected, and what made them different wasn't who they were, what they said, it was their system of what they did. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast, because I believe that you can have that type of success too, if you have the right systems. So what we're going to do in this podcast are three things. First, the importance of mastering the seminar process, so that you understand why prospecting with seminars work. Second, the challenges and solutions of seminar prospecting so that you learn from other advisors and agents' mistakes. And third, designing an effective seminar system so that you know how to work smarter and not just harder. Now, before we jump into these three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business and your life be like If you had a systematic way of getting in front of your target market, would you feel energized and empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. The importance of mastering the seminar process. You see, over the last 30 years, 
Seminars have launched the careers of tens of thousands of financial advisors and insurance agents all over the United States and Canada. (laughs) I've been in the industry for 30 years, so I know. You see, entire careers have been launched and built by this one prospecting method. And advisors that are deathly afraid of cold calling, cold walking, and networking have created incredible books by doing seminars. So it's not uncommon when I talk to an advisor that they tell me that there are veterans in the office that built their business that way. (laughs) Now, you can think of a successful advisor, I'm sure, in your office that has built their business that way too. But the obvious question really comes to mind. Do seminars still work? Here's the answer. And it's simple. Yes, they still work. And get this. Yes, they will work for you. In fact, seminars are right for you once you master the seminar process. Otherwise, it's a waste of money and a waste of time. So, why is mastering the seminar process so important? Well, seminars do some things that other forms of prospecting, such as cold calling, cold walking, and networking, just don't do. You see, seminars create credibility with the prospect, with a cold prospect, because you're viewed as the expert. Seminars allow you to, if you do this correctly, to get in front of a lot of of people, your target market, and leverage your time. And if you do seminars correctly, you'll leverage your prospecting efforts because they'll see you as as an authority and you'll find the need and fill it. In other words, you'll talk about challenges that they're going through and solutions that you have. And as a result, they'll want to meet with you. So seminars also do a couple of other th- other things that other forms of prospecting just don't do. And here's an example. Cold calling. Now, I'm in favor of cold calling. Don't get me wrong. But cold calling doesn't leverage your time because you're only speaking to one person at a time. Cold walking. Cold walking does not leverage your time because you're usually in some kind of a corporate setting or in a building and you're walking into one business at a time. In a retail setting... You might move with a couple of people, but you don't meet with 30 people, 30 of your target market, in one shot. Networking. While it's true that you can meet with a group of people and leverage your time while you're networking, you're not really in front of everyone speaking and being known as an authority. So, I think it is. Networking is a good thing to do. However, I don't believe that you are being thought of as an authority if you're just at a networking event. And referrals. I'm a big fan of referrals, but while it's true that that getting referrals may be a great way to create instant credibility, you're usually contacting one referee at a time or getting one referral at a time. With, With so much importance placed on seminars, why is it so difficult for people to actually be successful with seminars? Well, it's because people don't understand the challenges and the solutions of prospecting via seminars. And that is what we're going to cover next. The challenges and solutions of seminar prospecting. Now, there's several challenges, and I'm going to cover just five challenges, and then we're going to jump into the solutions. But the first challenge is really seminar preparation can take a lot of time. It can be time-consuming. Most financial advisors want to be as efficient with their time as possible. But very few advisors and agents 
have the luxury of being able to delegate most or all of their seminar activities to their assistant or junior advisor or junior agent. Seminars take time. They take time before, during, and after the actual presentation. The second challenge is seminars can be financially risky. Let's face it, doing seminars is not cheap. (laughs) One of the most common reasons why some financial advisors and insurance agents don't do seminars is because they fear that they're not going to be able to get their return on investment, and some don't, if they don't have a good system. Number three, filling the seats can be a challenge. You see, once you begin to prospect by doing seminars, it's important to have a systematic way to fill the seats. (laughs) Most advisors and agents that quit doing seminars haven't mastered this step. And so they have a hard time finding enough, quote, buying units or new clients, I should say. And as a result, they quit. And number four, getting viewed as an authority. So it's very important to be viewed as an authority by the prospects that you're, you're presenting in front of. See, financial advisors and insurance agents who don't master this step don't master it because they'd they allow other people, like wholesalers, to have the limelight during the presentation. <laughs> this gives the message that the wholesaler is the expert and you're just merely introducing the wholesaler. Now, I don't have anything against wholesalers. In fact, I work with wholesalers and I have for the last 19 years. But if you're a financial advisor or insurance agent or a wholesaler and you want to have the limelight, then you should be viewed as the authority. And number five. The fifth challenge, getting a call to action. This is a big one. Getting people to your seminar is only half the battle. Once prospects have a chance to hear your message, you have to get them to have a call to action. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. So financial advisors and insurance agents who don't master this step oftentimes get frustrated and quit because they don't have a very good return on their investment because they didn't get people to take action. So, what do you do with these challenges? Well, that's what we're going to jump into next. We're going to talk about a solution for each one of those challenges that you can apply right away to get success. The solutions for an effective seminar system. So, the first solution is really, it's about strategies for streamlining your time. Remember, the challenge is, seminars can be time-consuming, so you need to streamline your time. And the way to do that is to delegate as much as you can and to systematize the six-step planning process. We'll talk about that in a second. So delegating as much as you can. Think of it in terms of what you can do and what other people can do. Now, things that only you can do might be prospecting, presenting, and selling your services, where activities such as booking the room, folding invitations, and mailing out all of the invitations to people are activities that other people can do. You can delegate that. Some firms actually have a turnkey system where they do all of that in the back office for a fee. (laughs) At any rate, you want to delegate as much as you can. The second step for strategies for streamlining your time really comes down to systematizing the six-step planning process. Let me explain what I mean. I I mapped out a six-step planning process for going from I'd like to do a seminar to I'm having the seminar. And when I started out, what I did is I I duplicated that process 10 times. I'll talk about that later. But the process really to duplicate this is to first determine when you want to do that first seminar 
So let's say this is the first week in, in January, hypothetically, and we it takes six weeks, so it's mid-February when you do the first one. And what you do is you back that up to figure out what do I do in week five, four, three, two, and one. And I'm going to show you each one of those steps in just a second. But the point is, is that once you have this streamlined, it'll be the solution to basically reducing all the time that you spend on putting your seminar system together. Solution number two, maximizing your financial investment. So there's really three sub-solutions here, so to speak. One, pay attention to the details. Two, become a student of the art of speaking. And three, get the audience involved. L let me explain each one of those. So the first one, pay attention to the details. Let's face it, you're putting a lot of time and money into trying to get people to your seminar and to get in front of as many people as possible. It takes money. <laughs> if you don't attend to the to the little things, like making sure that whatever refreshments or, or dinner is all mapped out and ready, then it's not going to flow the way that you want it to. Remember, it's all in the details, and the way that you do this, effectively anyway, is to design a checklist and check things off. The next one, becoming a student of the art of speaking. So picture this. It's the night of the seminar. The seats are filled. You've got everybody there, and it's your time to shine. You want to connect with the audience. You want to convey your authority on the subject, and you want to get those prospects to see the value in wanting to meet with you. So how do you do it? How do you do it effectively? You begin practicing weeks in advance. You get that seminar down. You know exactly what to say. You know exactly what to do in order to connect with them. And that leads me to the third one. Get the audience involved. <laughs> one of the quickest ways to get the audience involved is to do what? It's to ask the right questions. You see, asking questions pulls them into the conversation. So let me explain what I did years ago. I was asked to speak in, I believe it was 11 different cities in three weeks. And I was asked to speak on a topic of team building because that corporation wanted more people to have teams. The point is, is that what I would do is I would ask a question, somebody would answer it, and I would refer to the group, the entire, everybody in the room. And I'd say, can anybody relate to that? And then I would ask it, you know, another question. The point is, is that when you start asking questions, you're creating a dialogue, not a monologue, a dialogue. And it allows the audience to feel like, like they're having a little mini one-on-one, -on -one, a conversation with you. And it also allows you to basically pull everyone in the room together so that they agree with what you're talking about and everybody feels connected. You see, when you get the audience involved, you're maximizing your financial investment. Solution number three, strategies for filling the seats. <laughs> okay, so now what you're trying to do is you're trying to get as many people in the seats as possible. So you call, the first solution is to call all the seminar invitation confirmations. A lot of financial advisors and insurance agents drop the ball when it comes to this. They just don't make the calls. But by making a confirmation call, a phone call from you, you're actually opening the door to a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the prospect before they even show up. You see, the call should really have the following purpose. 
number one, to confirm the benefits of attending. If they don't see the need to come to that seminar, they're not going to show up. Even though they wanted to show up, they might blow it off. Number two, to get a verbal attendance commitment. So you know how many people are going to attend. Number three, to make the advisor-client connection. In other words, they feel like they already know you before they even get there. Here's the second solution for this strategy of filling the seats. Prospect the entire invitation list. I know that might sound a little strange, but picture this. It's your opportunity to combine two forms of prospecting in one shot. What you're doing is you're calling the people on the list, even if they didn't say that they were going to attend. And, and once you do this, in fact, once you do this on a consistent basis, you're really actually getting in front of more people because you're, you're calling the list of invitations and you need a strategy. And the first part of this strategy is you remind those who may have overlooked the seminar that you're having one. The second part of this is you uncover possible needs to set an appointment. And the third part of this is you actually make the advisor-client connection with people that didn't even say they were going to attend. So you want to prospect the invitation list. So the third solution to strategies to filling the seats are to have two seminars with one invitation. (laughs) There are prospects who may very well want to go to your seminar who have a time conflict, so they can't make it. And one great alternative is to have two seminars on one invitation, requesting that they can come to either. And it's also a conversation starter when you're calling the list. So if you want to maximize the amount of people that show up and fill the seats, make sure you've got a couple of times that they can attend. Solution number four, strategies for instantly being viewed as an authority. So picture this, you're in front of a crowd, they don't know you, and they're going to size you up pretty quickly. What you want to do is you want to become an authority right away. And here are some ways to do that. One, state the years of experience. Now, one of the quickest ways to to get instant credibility is to let people know how long you've been a financial advisor, an insurance agent, or both. And a great alternative for newer advisors is to talk about being a part of a team. I'm I'm in a team with collectively 40 years of experience, that kind of thing. So first step, state your years of experience. And I personally have been in the industry since 1993, so 30 years. And I've been coaching financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers since 2004. So as of this audio 19 years. That's a long time. Second, state your credentials. One of the best ways to do this, especially if you're new, is to let people know that you have your Series 7, your Series 63, your Series 65, or whatever else you have, such as a CFP. You see, when you start to explain your credentials, people start to take notice. The third solution, sharing client stories. This is powerful. This is how you make the advisor-client connection because prospects want solutions to their complex financial challenges. And they want to know that you've seen these challenges before. And they want to know that they're not the only one. In fact, when you take the spotlight or limelight off of them and you put it onto a story of somebody that had this type of challenge that you're talking about and you had a solution and the story worked out for them, they're going to take notice and they're going to be interested. 
Strategy number five. Strategies for getting a call to action. Now, getting a call to action is one of the most crucial steps in the seminar process. You need them to take action in order for them to become a client, and you need them to take action before they leave the room. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain one of the best strategies that I've ever seen for people taking action before they leave the room. And it's it's that story that I was telling you a little bit about where that client of mine got over 90% attendees to appointment ratio. And that's unheard of in the industry. Here's what they did. They'd have an evaluation form for each attendee. So that's the first thing. At the end of the seminar, they'd announce that at the bottom of the form is a pre-scheduled appointment time. They'd literally put a different time for each form. So Tuesday at 3, Wednesday at 4, and so on. So the next thing they'd do is they'd tell the attendees to fill out the evaluation form and mark the appropriate box. So down below, it would say Tuesday at 3, or there'd be a box underneath that that would say, can't make Tuesday at 3, but would like to meet with you at blank and they'd write in their time. Or the third thing, which would be the third box, would say, I do not want to meet at this time, but I'd be interested in coming to another seminar. So they'd have the attendees check a box. So if they couldn't make the pre-scheduled appointment time, they'd, they'd write in the time that they wanted to meet. This is the next step. They'd have them take their business card with that appointment time on the back, and they'd give it to them. They'd write it in. So now they had the appointment time on a business card as well as they had the evaluation form. So at that point, you'd have your assistant call each attendee. Now, I, I skipped a step that I need to tell you. They'd have an assistant or a junior advisor stand at the, at the doorway with a box, and they'd tell the entire room, please put your evaluation form in the box on the way out. Well, they're walking right next to this advisor, this junior advisor. So they'd get the evaluation form, and the assistant or the junior advisor would call to reconfirm the appointment. And then the advisor or the junior advisor that reconfirmed the appointment would do it again the day before the meeting. Now, notice what's happening here. There's a lot of steps to this, but this call to action got them over 90% attendee to appointment ratio. And that's unheard of in the business. Designing an effective seminar system. So I told you that we'd covered three things in this podcast. First, the importance of mastering the seminar process so that you'd understand why prospecting with seminars work. Second, the challenges and solutions of seminar prospecting so that you'd learn from other advisors and agents' mistakes. Now what we're going to talk about is designing an effective seminar system so you know how to work smarter and not just harder. So part of designing an effective seminar system is to know the process to putting on a seminar. And I've mapped out a six-step seminar process. So let's take a look at each step. Step one, start planning. So this is six weeks prior to literally having that seminar. And what you do is you systemize the steps, the steps that I'm going to talk to you about. 
You'd put it in your contact management system. You'd identify your target market. You'd identify your target audience, and you'd order the invitations. And you'd practice the presentation. Now, that would be five weeks ahead of time. The next step, step two, get organized. So at this point, you're four weeks before the seminar. You have personalized envelopes. You practice the presentation. You mail the invitations. You receive confirmation mail, and you practice the presentation again. Now, this is all through weeks four, three, and two. Now, this brings us down to step three, mailing the reminder letter. So step three is one week before the seminar. You remind those folks that told you that they're going to be there. Now, you'd also practice the presentation again. Step four, call confirmation attendees. These are the people that told you they're going to be there. This is three days prior. So you'd make confirmation calls. You confirm seminar attendees. And at this point, you'd practice the seminar again because you're a day out. Step five, this is the day of the seminar. You arrive at the seminar an hour early, and so you're ready. You're not stressed. And on that day, you get appointment commitments from the people in that room. Step six, the follow-up, seminar follow-up day. So this is the day after. You call the folks that, that came to the seminar that didn't set an appointment with you. You call all the no-shows that didn't show up, and you read all the evaluation forms ahead of time before you make those calls. Now, what's interesting about this is when you have this whole six-step seminar process, it's not brain surgery. You just start with step one and get to step six. And each one of those steps is on a weekly basis. So all we need to do now is to design an effective seminar system. And that's what we're going to talk about next. So now that you understand the six-step seminar planning process, let's put it all together with designing an effective seminar system. So how do we do this? How do we design an effective seminar system? Well, it comes down to this. Number one, identify your seminar target market. We have to know who we're going to talk to. Number two, decide on the seminar dates. Number three, systematize the six-step seminar planning process that I just talked about. Number four, begin the six-step seminar process. So you have to start it. <laughs> Number five, have fun with all of this. And make sure that you're, as you're doing this, you just keep following the next step. So now that you understand the importance of mastering the seminar process, the challenges and solutions of seminar prospecting, and how to design an effective seminar system, all you need to do is apply it. Apply what you've learned in this podcast. So you're not, you're not just getting information, <laughs> but you're applying it with application to get transformation. And when you do that, you'll be speaking your way to success. Now, before we go, I'd like to tell you one last story. It's a story about when I was a rookie. And it's a story I've been wanting to tell you since the beginning of this podcast. Here's what I mean. Years ago, when I was a rookie, in fact, I think it was the third year in business, I remember in January, I mapped out a calendar to do monthly seminars. And I thought to myself, what I want to do is do a seminar every month, but 
to do a seminar every month, I needed to figure out the steps. So I figured out the six-step process. And I systematized it. Every Thursday at 3 o'clock Central Time, when the market closed, I worked on another step. Another seminar step, that is. And typically, I had two different overlapping seminars. So I might be on step one for one seminar and step five for the other. And I did one paid seminar a month with a total of, I believe it was 10 seminars that year. My goal was to have, get this, one keynote speaking seminar every month for free. So in other words, I'd come in as the expert and speak to an association. So what I did, I got a list of the top 25 women's associations in Milwaukee. And I called the head of the association for each one of them. And I had a script and I knew exactly what I was going to say. And all I really wanted to do was send them my speaker's kit, which was just a little brief kit that explained the topic that I wanted to speak on. And I'd follow up a week later and try to schedule the speaking engagement. Not everybody did, but a lot of them did set an appointment with me to have me come in and talk to them. And then I went in to be a keynote speaker. And when I'd speak, I'd have permission from them and I'd put in a plug to speak at other associations. And a lot of times these folks were, they were involved with other associations. In fact, one executive secretary approached me afterwards and asked if I'd speak at Johnson Controls headquarters. And I did. I was so busy with seminars that, and keynote speaking, that I constantly filled up my calendar with appointments with my target market. And I tripled my income that year. And that's what speaking your way to success looks like. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.